We could do this. Yeah, we've done it, boy. That's silver in your hand. I mean, we can do this. We can be champions. Give us your coins. Well, now, come on, give me your coins. Right. Right, now that's one for you. And one for you. Which leaves 13. That's 13 for training and outfitting. Now, the tournament in Rouen is in a month from now. In one month, we could split a prize bigger than this one. In one month, we could be on our way to glory and riches none of us ever dreamed of. You're not of noble birth. Well, so we lie. How did the nobles become noble in the first place, huh? They took it at the tip of a sword. I'll do it with a lance. A blunted lance? Oh, no matter what, a man can change his stars. And I won't spend the rest of my life as nothing. That is nothing. And nothing is right where glory will take us. We're the sons of peasants. Glory and riches and stars are beyond our grasp, but a full stomach, that dream can come true. Right before starting the podcast, I had retired from D2 Paintball. I played on a team called Plum Life. I want to give a congratulations to our team for winning the two first place trophies, the 300 series tournament in Texas, put on by Texas Phalanx this weekend. The guys did an awesome job in both D4 and the open mechanical division. When I played for Plum Life, I used to travel on the Plum Bus. It's a bus that our team had we would take to locations such as las vegas chicago orlando new jersey and dallas to play for the national x-ball league it was a lime green bus and with dreads and having three grams of weed on me in oklahoma it didn't really mix well it landed me in probation luckily not behind bars thanks to the law offices of an old soccer friend aria adibi And so now I can't be around alcohol cells or criminals. So it's kind of hard to be in paintball at the moment without a huge risk. So until probation's over, I'll be taking a break. And I want to give a shout out of gratitude to the professionals that made my dreams come true. Damian Ryan, Brad McCurley, Callie Rudolph, and Bobby Aviles, they all moved to Arkansas. And when they did, they took me to Oklahoma to play at Paintball Club of Choctaw where I met Trevor Reeser, Ron Phipps, Alex Goldman, and many other people that I looked up to, but most importantly for this particular story, Hank Ford. Hank Ford's a business owner, a musician, a wise friend of mine, a mentor, a follower, and advisor of my podcast. And the other day, he sent me this meme of a cat that I'll share on my Facebook and Instagram, because who doesn't like cats? And it reads... Destroy the idea that you have to be constantly working or grinding in order to be successful. Embrace the concept that rest, recovery, and reflection are essentially parts of the progress towards a successful and ultimately happy life. He shared this knowledge with me as a reminder that it took him 45 years of his life to truly understand that. And when I took in his advice, it reminded me that, you know, maybe... I had been going too hard, every day doing my best to make a podcast, to put out a piece of content, to build myself up and to give myself a hobby and something to do 
in replace of all the hard work and the thought process and the effort that I had been putting into paintball. So, I took a break. My podcast had hit episode 32. I had over a thousand plays. I'd made it to the top 10 in the philosophy category of iTunes. And I started to feel that I was forcing my content and losing my organic feel with too much structure. I was essentially taking the fun out of it. And while taking a break, I started connecting and thanking all the people who were following me now on Insta. I'd gone from 150 followers, most of them paintball and friends from Facebook and random things, to over 500 people. And a lot of these people were people that I didn't know. People all the way across the United States from LA to New York. People across the seas such as England, Switzerland, Norway. And it's been wild because almost all of them are insistent on improvement interview candidates. There's musicians, actors, stunt people, hikers, climbers, comedians, and they're all pushing their own top-notch content and love for living a self-actualized life, and they chase their potential and dreams daily. This has motivated me to do more than I'm doing now even. It made me think about things like, I need an office. Having all these things on my counter in my kitchen has got to be making my sound quality not as good. I'm right next to empty cabinets, sheetrock, from mica countertop, whatever kind of laminate floor this is. I have a stove, sink behind me, refrigerator, washer and dryer. The space is big. There's a fan going right now. There's a lot of things that take away from the quality of content that I can produce. And if I want to bring people to my house, it makes it hard for me to have a professional atmosphere. My home, whether or not it's clean or whether or not I like it, or it's a reflection of me, but it's not necessarily the most professional space to feel like I can invite anyone. I feel like I'm limited to people who know me and I'm almost embarrassed of the way I live. I'm worried about judgment. And so if I have an office, I feel like I would be more apt to treat it in a professional manner and invite anyone that doesn't know me in order to be able to better facilitate my content. And I want to be able to give back to the community. I want to be able to grow into a space that I can also grow other people out of. And so this leads me to my next person, Jimmy Tannehill. He's a longtime friend of mine. We both grew up in South Fayetteville. I met him about fourth grade when I moved up here and lived in Carlson Terrace. We both went to Bates Elementary. We had a lot of other mutual friends. Our parents became friends. And we were both, you know, hood, hood type kids. You know, we played basketball. We came up from humble upbringings. We both were on free lunch, our kids first. And now we were at a point where we've both made a little bit of coin. We have a little bit of money, kind of like the the Knight's Tale, the clip that I shared with you earlier. We're ready to go all in. We're ready to start focusing on changing our stars. We don't always want to be peasants. I've spent the last 16 years of my life working at fast food. When I meet people nowadays, and they ask me what I do, and I can tell there's somebody who's going to look down on me because I say that I work at a fast food restaurant, I just tell them I flip burgers. Because most people aren't going to look at me and think that I run the restaurant or that I make what I make. And that's fine. My happiness isn't something that's given to me based on what other people think about me. I know that's contradictory 
to saying that I'm afraid of bringing people into my home, but as far as bringing people into your home is a little bit more personal than the way that people just look at you on the street. I'm not very concerned with how people look at me on the street. Jimmy and I both grew up with friends that did closet rap. They would try their best to be like Hustle and Flow or Eminem on 8 Mile and just do what they could with what they had to make themselves a name and to come up. And I think that everyone knows someone that was like that. We all know someone that struggled really hard and just didn't make it. We all know someone who worked on making beats. I know I had friends that were in Fruity Loops every day trying to make some beats, trying to do something with beats. I know people that DJed. They might have done one or two shows. I've done one or two shows. They've played solo shows. We used to have a place around here called the Music Hall. We've had a place called the Orpheum. I had friends that would go and play those solo shows and try to make a name for themselves. Not most of them have really been successful. So I wanted to take this little bit of equipment that I've invested in, find an office, something with no windows, that way I could build good sound quality, something small, something cheap, something that I could bring value to the people that I have come to my office, something I could put a nice desk in, something I could leave my music equipment set up on 24-7 without fear of my kids spilling water on it. And I wanted to build a studio that had some of the best components. Wood wall diffusers so we can have great acoustic sound. I just want to have an environment that when you walk in, you feel like you're ready to tackle content creation. And I wanted to share that studio. I don't want it to just be where I make my podcast. I want it to be a place that I can network with content creators and business owners, where I can promote upcoming talent, where I can provide value to podcasters, solo artists, beat makers, possibly even MMA fighters. I know that's a dream that Jimmy has. His brother is a bad motherfucker, and Jimmy wants to be able to promote his brother. And I said, well, if we have an office, we have a desk, we have a nice space to invite clients in, why not bring in people that you think would make a good potential fighter See what we can do to invest in them, to promote them, to help them be successful. My goal is to help people be insistent on their improvement in whatever direction they choose to take that. And they say in real estate, location, location, location. And where better for a promoter to locate than across the street from the same hill as all the major radio broadcasting stations that overlooks our city. I want to help people, and I know Jimmy wants to help people, and we want to polish and promote not only our content, but other people's content in order to market and distribute that with our networking skills. I know that we want to make good friends across the street and learn from some of the best professionals in our area. So be on the lookout for Induced Productions. And as always, one love.